we prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 42 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. The Slippery Sasquatch is in the captain's seat once again with Comrade Tommy yeah. and J-Bone. Hello. Well, we don't have something as big to talk about this week as the State of the Union, but we are later in the episode going to talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Gross. new Green Deal, guys. It is revolutionary. Yeah. Before we get there, we're going to do a little bit of a Comrades Corner and go. Welcome to Comrades Corner. Listen, I'm pretty irritated and I'm pretty sure you guys all are too. I don't understand how people follow the liberal agenda and expect things to get better. It makes no sense to me. Apparently, I'm not the only one. People of San Francisco and Seattle are starting to see a downward trend. These cities are covered in human feces, used needles, and a zombie-like homeless population that probably had something to do with both. These West Coast cities are definitely the extreme cases, but liberal-ran cities across the nation are in epic decline. Chicago? Worse than a war zone. But don't worry. It's safe to visit. The crime stays in only the black community. Most of the time. New York City? Gang members attack people on the subway. And having the same out-migration problem that Chicago and Illinois are witnessing. L.A., they had a typhus outbreak due to the rat epidemic they're having because of their homeless population is out of control. If the plague could hit anywhere, that would be a beautiful karmic... I want to say disaster, but I don't think that's the right word. Denver just made public defecation legal. Take a pause there. Digest that. Give it a second. Public defecation and urinating in public are both legal in Denver. You want to know why? They don't want to get immigrants caught up in laws the immigrants don't understand. The glue that sticks all these cities together? Democrat-ran government. It's a wonder how anyone can follow such failed examples of governance, especially when we have the amount of examples we have in front of us today. Boggles the mind. Next, we have hungry, hungry hippos. A government in Africa has started a cull of a species of hippo because they're becoming overpopulated in the area. All this seems pretty normal, eh? Well, the cull is being carried out via trophy hunting, trophy hunting industry, and enter crazy animal rights activists. They've deemed it completely about money. There's no reason for the cull at all. They say, well. To me, it sounds like a genius idea. Shut up, PETA. The government makes some extra money. The population of hippos is controlled in a much more humane manner than would happen in the wild anyways. This will all work out in the end. More people attacking the trophy hunting industry instead of understanding that they provide a wonderful conservation efforts. Now for some good news. Well, kind of. So the average bra size has gone up to double D. Yay, boobies. Yay, boobies. 
You would think this is good news, but in fact, it's kind of shitty. Has nothing to do with the fact that real men of the world have been praying to the praying their girlfriends and wives would have bigger cans. No, sadly, it's a hundred percent attributed to the obesity crisis in our country. All you fat cows need to get on a treadmill. Hey, I'm one of you, but damn it, they all told you it's fine that you're overweight, and there's someone out there for everyone. But for the love of God, we're running out of someone's out there for everyone when you're all fat asses. Again. I'm a fat ass too, but there's too much chubby for the chasers. And I'm just saying, the average bra size went up because of obesity. Obviously being nice and not fat shaming ain't getting the job done. The test of the ages has begun in Palmetto, Florida. A school there has hired two combat veterans to patrol the grounds and stop any would-be active shooters. Now, as a combat veteran myself, I understand the unease. I've mentioned it before. Just because you're in the military doesn't mean you're not you're high speed and low drag. There's plenty of people in the military who are more ate up than a bag of dicks in a gay bar. They're human too. But I see good tests ahead to show that this isn't this far harebrained idea the left would like us to believe it is. As for the governance of cities, not much other than take all the guns away comes as their best deterrent. Also, a failed liberal idea in their cities. And that's Comrade's Corner. I like fat boobies. Not like really fat gross boobies, but like, you know. Yeah, obesity. It happens. I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm only one Sasquatch. <laughs> can only do so much, man. Yep. Yeah. Can only do so much. No pun intended. We're all the pun intended. Maybe. I don't know. Um. So yeah, funny you should uh, speak of the school in Florida that mm-hmm. has hired ex-military veterans to patrol their school. I happened to find a video from the local news in Miami. Of the story where they talk to the principal. It's glorious. Yes, I can't wait. So give me seconds and I will pull that up for your listening pleasure. You walk in the door with a weapon, it's you're not going to be... If, if, if we can find you, you're not going to last very long. Manatee School for the Arts principal Bill Jones says he backs that statement up with the guardians he hired. I probably rejected... Six, 650 applicants. Jones guardians are former military who saw action and are expert marksmen. They're true believers in the right of people to be safe. You know, they fought to protect the country. They are dedicated to protecting students, staff, me, everybody else here. And they wear that message every day. The charter school's guardians are equipped with military quality weapons the same law enforcement have. A semi-automatic long gun that Jones says can take out a target at more than 150 feet. A Glock handgun and a military grade vest. The cost? $200,000. Their mission? Keep his 2,100 students and staff safe. They're constantly doing threat assessment. If someone walks in shooting somebody walks in with a weapon threatening kids we're not we're not going to fool around we're, we're not going to pause we're not going to ask them questions we're going to shoot them and 
I'm, I'm sorry if that offends people. And at that point, all bets are off. Take them down, eliminate the threat, eliminate the threat. You know, if they die in the process, that's unfortunate, but better them than one of our students, quite frankly. Jones says the decision to be aggressive with school security was made with parents and staff. It will get the message across. I don't think no one will come and try to threaten the school. Feel safer? Feel safer. Some students' families say the approach is overkill. No, I don't like to see the weapon. Why not? Well, no, it's maybe the impression. It's a bad impression. But maybe having the, 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 the wall, you know, it's not correct. It's never overkill if you come out on the right side. Amen. Good for them. They're doing something. Yep, so that kind of negates your... Uh, that. Your generality is correct. Oh, no, no, definitely. And like, Your generality was correct, but this guy, 600 people he turned yeah, away? Without going into crazy detail in the comrades' corner, I knew that they probably had a very stringent yeah. application process. And yeah. that, that, that guy at the beginning when they were talking about, you know, family of them, um, mm-hmm. he's 100% right. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are going to know that that charter school has two guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. They'll take their ass out. That's not going to happen there now. Yeah, nope. and, it's, and it's not like they just hired somebody who is right. just, you know, just a little bit in the military, whatever. I was reading while it was playing, and the guy, the first guy who's been working there for a couple months is a 15-year veteran. Yeah. I mean, you're dumb shits. In Afghanistan. You, you, I was just pointing out that their dumb shits are there. No, no, no. I, I, you know. I hear oh, you. Yeah. We, we understand. The that. comedy corner is the comedy corner. You know, you throw it out there. This just went into more detail. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's good it just so happened the great minds think alike. You know, of course, mm-hmm. as always. You know, so the uh, anniversary of the terrible shooting at uh, Stoneman Douglas High School is coming up here. Mm-hmm. One year anniversary. Um, Florida actually is getting ready to pass some legislation, and I have a video on that as well. Cool. So oh, for thanks. more Florida Gun News and your listening pleasure. Florida Senate Education Committee has approved the bill that would allow more teachers to be armed in schools. The bill expands a law passed in the wake of the Parkland massacre. The current law only allows the arming of teachers who also have other roles at schools, such as a coach. Even if the new measure becomes law, school districts need to opt in, and then teachers who volunteer would need to be trained. It's a step in the right direction. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, they should let, you know, if your parents are, you know, legal, lawful, concealed carry permit holders, they ought to be allowed to carry there as well. But Yeah. Oh, it's getting there. Because they're going to, the next thing that's going to be is just going to be like, oh, well, I mean. Oh, it worked. More guns in the school isn't a bad thing if everybody's got them legally. Why don't we, why, why is the school a gun-free zone? Yeah, gun-free then, zones are. Targets. The, the dumbest thing that you could ever do. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They are targets. Yeah, so I thought that was some positive gun news. Yes. I mean, we have to look to other states to get it here in Illinois, but yeah, well, you know, yeah, time. We have fell. some Illinois news later on. Cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we have an update on uh, Joe Dorsey and Jack Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter. We talked about him last week. Uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah, because he was on Joe Rogan and all that. Jazz. Well, he has not been back on Joe Rogan yet. Uh, as soon as that happens, I'll be watching it or listening um, to get updates on on that if it if it happens. Um, but he did do another interview, 
um, from a podcaster, Sam Harris. Uh, so this was last week. Um, he had made the statement that they can no longer afford to take a neutral stance anymore on you know everything basically and I, as far as i'm concerned they haven't and every else everybody else is going to agree that they have they don't take a neutral stance uh on anything i think they've been they, very neutral they, they, i love what twitter is all right you know what you stick to comrades corner and then you just end your part of the show <laughs> right there um what was that number you 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 told us before the show? Um, I don't remember. I know the the number. I, I know I, the number. I just can't remember the place it came from. But it was a Columbia one in, University. What one in? It was a twenty one to 20, one ratio. Twenty one to one. Twenty one to one ratio of conservatives to you know leftists right. being being blocked or censored, censored. or whatever. Yeah. Then, um, let me just tell you that study came from a professor at Columbia University. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a not a conservative Ivy League an Ivy League school. Yeah, there's no such thing as a uh, conservative university, by the way. Bullshit. <laughs> um, Bullshit. So he made this statement after no, no, being no. Bullshit. <laughs> What's the one? Uh... I can't think of the name. It's uh, they yeah. advertise. Yeah, it's. It's not bullshit. I know it's the one that advertises on WLS. Fucking think of the name. Oh. Of. You yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't there know because you listen to real radio. I, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but yeah, they do all sorts of cool shit. Well, good. There's one. There's one. Good. Yeah. Prove me wrong in a good way. I don't think it's a public university. I think it's though. a Christian university, actually. Um, I guess you could count those. Yeah. Anyway, he made this statement after being asked by podcaster Sam Harris as why Twitter's bans are in suspensions always seem to uh, reliably land on one side of political divide. He pointed out that Progressive feminist Megan Murphy, who is no friend of conservatives, was banned for tweeting that men are not women and asking how are trans women not men? What is the difference between men and trans women? Yet unapologetic anti-Semite uh, Louise Farrakhan is still allowed on the platform. He says, I don't believe that we can afford to take a neutral stance anymore. I don't believe that we should optimize for neutrality. Um, he said later in the podcast, Dorsey mentioned the, that Murphy ban again, saying that the case is brought up, uh, the, the case you brought up, I'm not sure what was behind that, but I certainly don't believe it was that one tweet. He added that most people who are punished by the platform were repeat offenders. And I call bullshit on that because yeah, no I personally was not completely platform but I was banned, uh, temporarily. And you can look back in my history, and I don't have anything on my personal Twitter that would say, you know. And even what you tweeted wasn't even. Was not yeah, bad. That's the problem. It's like, the repeat of, offenders of what? Like, yeah. what did she say that was wrong? It's, that yeah. one tweet? That one, What was wrong with that one tweet? Huh. It gets better. So Dorsey, uh, according to Newsbusters, also dodged a question about the First Amendment. Harris had asked him why Twitter couldn't just ban actual violent speech, but allow all other forms of speech even those who uh, many vehemently disagree with. Dorsey said Twitter's policy follow the spirit of the First Amendment. Just the spirit of the First Amendment. It doesn't follow the First Amendment. I call out bullshit on that, too. Yeah. Um, didn't seem willing to answer a question about why organizations such as uh, Hezbollah and Hamas 
uh, both designated as terrorist organizations by the U.S., uh, could continue to operate on Twitter while alt-right commenters were banned. And I alt-right quotes. Mm -hmm. uh, they're banned uh, completely. Dorsey stated that Twitter could be impartial by uh, having a list of rules, explaining the consequences for breaking the rules, and installing an appeals system that actually works. Um, and but just never while, actually do it so that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And while that seems like an obvious way to go, Dorsey doubled down on his aversion to neutrality. Um, ultimately, I don't think we can be this neutral, passive platform anymore, he said, without any hint of irony. I mean, yeah, he's... I've seen several interviews from him here recently. They tried doing one uh, this uh, in the past couple of days, too, on Twitter or whatever, and, and talking about different things. And he even when they're not even about this and he really works around each question without answering it saying if you you know if they bring up a problem with twitter he just kind of says that like we know that there might be a problem like well, how give, give us specifics or how are you going to fix this or whatever like well it's something that we need to work on you know it doesn't say mm -hmm. anything specific he doesn't go into any details he just works around the questions and he's a bitch plain and simple he's not hiding it it's right there so i don't know that's my update on him and like i said as soon as he's back on joe rogan we'll see exactly what happens because as you all know we're pretty upset with how that first one went um so is a lot of people uh so we'll see if he yeah, actually there's still, still oh, hounding his comments and just all his videos by yeah. the way everybody's basically just calling him a shill yeah he's a bitch by the way, it's Hillsdale College. Ah, yes, it is. There you go. Okay. Couldn't remember it. I'll give you that. Um, also, I thought I saw on Twitter that, okay, it's not Shapiro. It's not Peterson. There's another guy that they consider to be in the intellectual dark web. Mm -hmm. It's the other guy. I can't think of his fucking name, though. Morning or night? Morning or night? Are you talking about OBLS? No, the oh. intellectual dark web. You know those people, like Jordan B. Oh. Peterson, Shapiro. There's another guy. I can't put my finger on his name. Uh, him and Peterson were the ones that were uh, talking about the deplatforming on uh, the money website or whatever. I, fuck, I can't remember his name. But he's having Jack Dorsey on at some point here soon, too. That should be interesting because I think that guy's at least honest and will ask tough questions. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think. We'll see. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, Laura Loomer got thrown off Twitter. Mm -hmm. for, for being right. For being right, yeah. And we're going to talk about um, dumb bitch. the lady. I use that word loosely. I use dumb bitch loosely. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that she got was the final straw on Twitter. She was tweeting about Ilana Moore trying to warn the American people, the people of Minnesota, where she was elected congresswoman, and Rashida Tlaib, who was in, uh, elected also from Michigan, mm -hmm. worrying about them. She's a Jewish woman, and these two are both anti-Semites and, you know, are assholes. Yeah. Um, so, Ilan Omar has gotten her titties in a little bit of scalding hot water here recently um, with some tweets. And mm -hmm. I guess it's not, it's, it's kind of a pattern. Yeah. Um, I have one here from 2012. Mm -hmm. 
Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Yeah, and that one was an old one. Yeah, that one. 2012. Yeah. I said that. Yep. Um, it's still up. Yeah, it's still up. Yeah. I'm not going to ban her. She no. gets she gets to keep her check mark. Um Benny Johnson tweeted out the left is now the party of anti Semitism. There is no longer debate on the issue. Democratic Representative Ilan Omar on Israel. End America's aggravating relationship with Israel. Israel cannot be a democracy as a Jewish state. And Israel is the same as theocratic terror state Iran. And that's not even the one she really got in hot water off. Recently, <laughs> she was comparing... APAC. APAC, yeah. That's a political action committee that funds mm-hmm. different things for Jewish folks. Now, I do agree. But she was... What she was... She hinted at talking about that about how like the lobbying and all this stuff that's my problem right now is that a lot of these new congressmen women that are doing all this stupid shit and saying all this crazy stupid shit they're hinting on real problems that need fixed i think they're just trying to be smart and sound smart i don't think they could give a rat's ass well you're probably right i mean i'm just trying to be hopeful anyway she is sort of apologized and I, I'll read her apology from Don't Twitter even here. Don't call it a sort of. I'll call it whatever the fuck I want, motherfucker. She, she fucking went 100%. Okay, I'm going to read it. All right. Go ahead, sorry. Calm your tits. My tits are I'll all Put over. your tits in some scalding hot My water. My tits are bouncing everywhere right now. <laughs> I will not call them. Do you need a double D, bra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, her apology reads... Anti-Semitism is real, and I am grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. My intention is never to offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. Just some of them. We have to always be willing to step back and think through criticism, just as I expect people to hear me when others attack me for my identity. This is why I unequivocally apologize. There's another paragraph. At the same time, I reaffirm the problematic role of the lobbyists in our politics, whether it be APAC, the NRA, or the fossil fuel industry. It's gone too long, and must be, we must be willing to address it. So, I, unequivoc- I unequivocally apologize, but fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And basically, I am only going to just kind of not be such a cunt when I talk next time, and I criticize somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, our president, Donald J. Trump, had he weighed in on this, and I this is a little clip because I just had to play it because I can't stand Mika Perskinski and Morning Joe, mm-hmm. Joe whatever the fuck his name is Scarborough, yeah whatever his fuck his name is works better. Shithead. So yeah, they're gonna talk a little bit, and then they're gonna play Trump's quote that he had a comment about Omar Alon. So for your listening pleasure, maybe. So President Trump has called on his congresswoman, on Congresswoman Ilan Omar to resign over anti-Semitic tweets. Under pressure from party leadership, the Minnesota Democrat apologized for claiming that money 
is the reason why U.S. politicians support Israel. The president discussed her remarks ahead of yesterday's cabinet meeting. After first talking about immigration, he then made this transition. One other thing I might want to say is that anti-Semitism has no place in the United States Congress. And Congressman Omar is terrible, what she said. And I think she should either resign from Congress or she should certainly resign from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. What she said is so deep-seated in her heart that her lame apology, and that's what it was, it was lame, and she didn't mean a word of it, uh, was just not appropriate. Not, yeah, deep-seated, deep that, that, that uh, old uh, sort of racist uh, belief that Jews are just about money. I mean, you hear people talking at times about Jews and money, and, and yeah, whether it's in politics or whether it's in business, people say, you know, Jews are just, oh, they're great negotiators. I mean, obviously, Mika, that's something that, from what the president just said there, that's something that Donald Trump would never fall victim to himself, Never, right? never, never. Um, I mean, I just want to point out that the tweet was horrible, and, and you want to look at sort of her, her history of comments, if there are others that are similar, and you want to try and understand where this came from. It wasn't good. But the hypocrisy is extremely easy to point out. You may remember the president was also criticized during the 2016 campaign for playing into Jewish stereotypes about money. Here he is speaking to the Republican Jewish Coalition in 2015. I'm in a different position than the other candidates because I'm the one candidate, I don't want any of your money. I want your support, but I don't want your money. Again, uh, I don't want your money, therefore you're probably not going to support me because stupidly you want to give money. Trump doesn't want money. I really believe the Iran deal. Look, I'm a negotiator like you folks. We're negotiators. We don't build gas stations in the middle of, as you know, Afghanistan for 43 million. How many think they could have done it for less? Would you raise your hands, please? You want to renegotiate deals? We, some of us renegotiate deals. I would say about 99.9. Is there anybody that doesn't renegotiate deals in this room? This room negotiates. I want to renegotiate this room. Perhaps more than any room I've ever spoken to. <laughs> Maybe more. And we just as a one one yeah. one Jewish money joke after another Jewish money joke after another Jewish money joke. I mean, he just he actually lapped the congresswoman about five times there. Yeah, he definitely. So did. I'm just wondering, is Kevin? Accor I want to interrupt this asshole for a second. If you listened to the video, the entire room was laughing. Fuck you, Maureen Joe. Are they going to call for his resignation? Because nope. I haven't heard Kevin McCarthy Steve, criticize that. Yeah. Again, remember the star of David Picture? Do we have mm -hmm. the star of David Picture? Because when that went up, and they were uh, they were peddling in, in just clear anti-Semitism, ugly anti-Semitism, <laughs> I didn't hear Kevin McCarthy or any Republicans. I didn't hear Mitch McConnell call for Donald Trump to, yeah. to, to, to step down. I mean, it's, this is... I, Mika, the hypocrisy is so extraordinarily thick here. Well, and uh, again, that does. And it's not even he would. He said that to everybody when he was on the campaign trail. It wasn't about them being Jewish. Ninety, the the last one definitely was, and they all laughed. That was that was in good taste. You know, they weren't. They didn't take offense to that. Oh, but the uh, the rest of it was just him talking about how he's not taking anybody's money on the campaign. Mm-hmm. 
because he was using his own money. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said that to other people. I yeah, mean, that's... That, that was just his whole, that was the whole deal in the beginning. I just love, oh. so she's not quite dumb. I just love anybody on MSNBC, any of the other mainstream media, talking about hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. But let's let Mika finish. She has something stupid to say, I think. Okay. That doesn't deny what happened, and I think Democrats should talk about it and deal with it. Of course, uh, Trump's infamous remarks about good people being among the white supremacists at that deadly rally in Charlottesville in 2017. Remember that? Not to mention his ban on Muslims, his comments about s-hole countries, which was just incredible, and his suggestion that California's immigration policies allow for breeding and the infestation of crime. Pretty sure you can say shit on MSNBC. Okay. Okay. Not a Muslim ban, just ban from countries who happen to also have a good variety of Muslim people. Um, The shithole countries, as she wouldn't say, are shithole countries. Mm -hmm. You know, we have shithole cities. Yeah, you know, I'll say there's one north of here. Yeah, about two Um, hours. Forty-five minutes. (laughs) There's also one two hours. (laughs) I was talking about that one. No, it's they're just trying to re. No, I know it just irritates the shit out of me, and people eat that shit up. They listen to this like, oh yeah, 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 they're right. There, he did say that. It's bullshit. Yeah, no, it's a joke, and I mean you're right. The the people that they're talking to, you're not gonna change their mind. No. They believe what they believe. Trump's the worst person in the world. Oh my goodness, we're not getting as much tax returns back. Trump's tax thing sucks. It's like, no, we paid less in taxes, so we don't get as much of a refund. Yeah, people. You, okay, you work. have to remember that you know that the, the tax return you're getting is your money. Yeah, it's because you paid too you much. You paid to too much. Mm-hmm. They're giving it back. That's why if you don't pay enough, you actually owe money. Or if you collect a 1099 because you're self-employed, you have to pay all the taxes at the end of the year, and you don't get a tax return at all. Which everybody should have to do. It's just, Nobody should have to pay taxes anyway. Well, okay, but whatever. <clears throat> if we do, but get rid of the withholding system. <laughs> it's... I mean, I, I mean, I utilize that money. I know it's ours anyway, but we use it as a nice bonus at the start of the year, whatever, and we remodel our house and do whatever else. I mean, that's basically where it goes to. Call it four savings. Um, it's, but it's, it's, it's your money. Four savings. <laughs> well, they what should, that, I wonder why they didn't uh, implement that at the beginning. They should just call it taxes, forced savings. Yeah. I kind of wonder why I, they didn't, I'm, I'm to be pretty, honest. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. They could have soft sold that. You could have, well, you're fucking from Russia. <laughs> I was going to say, you could have been a hardcore liberal. I got this covered. You're just a regular liberal. I, I'll get the green the the green New Deal passed. Let me tell you what. Green New Deal, whatever. Um. So there were also, um. She she went on Trevor Noah, the week we had the uh, polar vortex here a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've got a little bit of a snippet. I was interested to watch it because I wanted to see. I never really listened to her talk. Unless those little tiny sound bites. So I watched the whole fucking interview and I've got. I'm sorry. A, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it was insightful. So I, I, what I thought was the best of it, I played here and you'll get to see exactly 
who this woman is. Yay. So I would say for your listening pleasure, but The Daily Show hasn't been funny in almost 20 years, so. It does feel like there is a certain tension around uh, the, the freshman group of Congress people who have come in, you know, after these midterms. You know, you feel a lot of the old guard, especially on the right, terrified of the group. You know, it's yourself, it's Ocasio-Cortez, it's Rashida Tlaib. Like, you have these people where everyone's just going like, the, they're troublemakers, they're here to cause chaos. Are you yeah. there to cause chaos? I mean, they could hear us coming from afar. And I, <laughs> and I, and I really believe it. You know, I mean, all of us were ready and are still ready to throw down on behalf of the American people. Trump and, um, and the Republicans could see us coming, and so they shut down the government. And it ended up being this really interestingly, bizarrely scripted scene from, like, the House of Cards. Yes. Um, except he wasn't as entertaining or as strategic as Frank <laughs> Underwood. <laughs> and, and so we, we, we're here, like, excited to get sworn in into this historic, right, historic Congress. And we came into another bizarre history because right. the shutdown we walked into was the first shutdown, not only, like, the longest, but the first shutdown that was orchestrated by a president of this country. Oh, that's interesting. What? And, you know, you and I come from foreign countries. Yes. And so in many of the foreign countries around the world, if a president or a prime minister was to shut down government, there would probably be a vote of no confidence. Mm -hmm. He would no longer be president. That's interesting. I mean, because what we have been doing is that we've, we've just had slush funds to, to fund pri private detention centers for young kids who are being put in cages. That is, that is not in line with our values. Right. We want to make sure that every single dollar that we have um, is used to actually care and, and, and provide something that is in line with our values. We have, you know, Minnesota, I, that's where I come from, it's negative 60 degrees yesterday. Mm -hmm. We have a homeless crisis. We have people who are freezing. And what we can do with the money that we have is make sure that we're investing $20 billion in providing homes to our homeless folks. Right. That would get rid of homelessness in this country. Yeah. I was gonna say, with, with, with that tweet, what I finally realized is um, I, I, the realization that I hope that people um, come to when we're having a conversation about white privilege. Right. You know, people would be like, I, I grew up in a poor neighborhood. I can't be privileged. Right. Can you stop saying that? I haven't benefited from my whiteness. Uh -huh. um, and it's like, no, we're talking about systematic, right? Right, right, right. Um, and so for me, that happened for me. I was like, I, I, do not call me that. That's not what I was doing. Right. And it was like, oh, I, w I, I see what you're saying now. And so I, you, ha I had to take a deep breath and understand where people were coming from and what point they were trying to make. Interesting. Um, right. Which is what I expect people to do when I'm talking to them, right, about things that impact me or offend me. And what is important in, in, in this conversation is that we separate the, the land, the people, and administrations. When I talk about what we are doing wrong in this country, it's not because I hate this country. It's not mm. because I don't see myself as American. It's because I love this country and because I am American and because I wanted to do better. And so when I talk about places like Saudi Arabia or 
you know, um, Israel or even now with, with Venezuela, I'm not criticizing the people. I'm not criticizing their faith. I'm not criticizing um, their way of life. What I am criticizing is what's happening at the moment. And I want for there to be accountability so that the government, that administration, that regime can do better because I believe that we all deserve better and the human collective mm -hmm. um, requires us to speak up when we see something wrong. The first president to shut down the, the government, huh? It's perspective, man. He was the first one to do it. That was by far the stupidest thing she said. But there's so many other things. The kids aren't being held in cages. They're being held in basically an arcade. Obama is the one that kept the kids in cages. Mm -hmm. Venezuela is killing their people in mass. And you are criticizing our government who's trying to stop it. You compare Israel to Iran, and Iran is the one who is hanging women for not wearing their hijab. I yield. She's a refugee. She came from Somalia where there was a war to escape to here, to a better place. And to she, try to change it to the country that she came from. True story. Well, I don't, these damn far left people think that government is the end all be all. We should be spending $20 billion to put homeless people in houses. I mean, that's, that sounds nice, but no, that's not how things work. They're homeless for a reason. And how the hell are we going to keep up with that if we just, if it was up to them, we just have open borders, more and more people would be coming in. Look how many homeless you talk about in California and everything 20 else. 20 billion ain't going to touch it in San no. Francisco, I'll tell you that. And you know what? They, they're going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. So what? All of our tax money goes straight to just homeless people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for anything else? Because that's what's going to happen. Green New Deal. I mean, there are homeless people that have just gotten a bad shake but there are yeah. definitely homeless and people. i feel for them yeah i feel bad for the ones that are there but on there their are own accord, people that are but... homeless because they fucking did it to themselves yeah i even feel bad for them like, it i sucks do that you're homeless yeah. but like no it is not my responsibility to make you not homeless unless you want to yourself the fucking movie pursuit of happiness is exactly what is wrong with the handout culture that we deal with the way the homeless people are handled the pursuit of one of like a very wealthy man who him and his son lived in a goddamn subway bathroom for how long until he got his shit together. That shit happens. Mm -hmm. You fucking just ruin movies for people who haven't seen them. Have Fuck those you? people who haven't seen that movie. You're that wrong. That is an old movie. I mean, it's I time. I've only seen part. You haven't seen it? Like, you've only, only seen part of it. <laughs> 
I can assume what fucking happened, though. It's a good movie. It's whatever. It's a good movie. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just kind of... Statute of Limitations happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Will Smith, man. I don't know. Damn it. I, you know what? I like I, I like him as an actor. I I really don't like him as a person. Oh, I love him as an actor. I love Robert De Niro as an actor. He's a fucking That's a douchebag. Dang, yeah. that sucks. No, I'm just saying I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of we movies are. anymore. Yeah. Segwaying hard. Yeah, I know we brought up <laughs> fucking Will Smith. No, <laughs> right. we can we can talk about <laughs> actors and right shit back. like that for an hour. <laughs> it's relevant. Maybe someday we will. But yeah, no, she's fucking idiot. Like that's yeah. irritating. Oh yeah, I do not like her, Alan Omar. I don't like you. Um. So what did I say last week on the podcast? That she's an anti-Semite? Yes. What else did I say? <laughs> I think we got that. <laughs> what else did I say last week? She hates Jews. Instead of pinning the tail on the donkey with Cortez, this needs to oh, be put as. Oh, she's the more, she's the, she's the Oh, absolutely. Threat. And we yeah. were talking before the show about, you, you said, you know, she's just as crazy. They're both as crazy as each other, but there's a big difference between the two. Huh? Cortez is fucking stupid. Yeah. Alana yeah. Mar is smart. She knows what the hell she's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She you knows exactly what she's doing. She's yes. very tactile. You hit the nail on the head last week. You're right. She is definitely the threat that everyone thinks Ocasio Cortez is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? With some of the tweets and the Facebook posts that we've put out, with the amount of response that we've had, if it's about Alana Mar, people agree. It's good. It needs to go viral. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. Ocasio Cortez is dumber than a dried up pile of dog shit. She's dumber than those cow farts she wants to eliminate with her. Wait, green don't new get game. ahead of yourself, there, buddy. There's more in a. This isn't the last that Alan Mars keep, keeps tweeting. So, she apparently wants to defund the Department of Homeland Security. Yep, mm-hmm. tweeted that. You so know, I've what? got a video. Ooh. Okay. okay. Do you want to say what you have to say? What is it? I don't want to. Uh, you know what? I am. I'm going to say it first, and then I'll see if I agree with it still after the video. I agree with her. Department of Homeland Security definitely needs to be defunded. So does. Okay. Stop. We'll play the clip. The freshman congresswoman from Minnesota is under fire after a tweet called to defund the Department of Homeland Security. Representative Ilhan Omar tweeted, quote, this is an outrage. I'm hearing from TSA workers back in Minnesota who still haven't received back pay after the shutdown. All workers affected by the shutdown, including contractors, deserve back pay. Okay, well, that sounds reasonable. But an hour later, she tweeted, when Democrats stood our ground last month, we proved that individual number one, she was taking a shot at the president, does not have the public support to ram his hateful wall through Congress. Let's stand firm, she said, not one dollar for DHS. So how are you going to defund the Department of Homeland Security? <laughs> well, I always say I like my borders like my sodas with lots of ice <laughs> with a little bit of Homeland Security on top. This is the third largest agency in the government, Ed. It is $45 billion, and it's a consolidation merger of 22 federal agencies after 9-11. This agency is a huge, huge part of the federal government, and Representative Omar is thinking about cutting it. That's crazy. So, so it's interesting. Democrats have gone from abolishing ICE 
now the Department of Homeland Security it's an entire in its entirety which you you know reference many of the the aspects of the department including FEMA by the way so is yes. this just just not does she just not know or is she kind of showing us the real cards by slipping up is this kind of like a Freudian slip here no, I don't think it's a Freudian slip, Jedediah. I think it's really all about uh, what President Trump was saying in the State of the Union address. The far left has just gone really stuck on socialism, and most of the rest of America is choosing to be great with America. So we really want to have our homeland security and border security, mm -hmm. and we want our wall. Mm -hmm. We spent $150 billion to fund Iran with, uh, yeah. under Obama. We can afford $5 billion to give Donald Trump his great wall. So this right. is really about politics as usual on the left, and they're just trying to get clickbait. Okay, before you say anything, does that guy, Oliver McGee, not sound like he did the voice for Cleveland? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I like him. I do, too. I, see my, I'm, I follow him on Twitter. I like him a lot. But I'd never heard him talk. I was nah, dying laughing. So, standing my ground, <clears throat> Department of Homeland Security, ICE, Fucking ATF, fucking all of it. It needs to go. Why? Why all of it? Some because of it, some of it's necessary. No. Okay. Yes. Okay. Explain yourself. They need to be consolidated. Cut them all. Make it one. We need one federal police organization. FBI, CIA, all these fucking lettered organizations. Get rid of them all. Give me one. Cut the fucking budgets. You don't have all the administrative bullshit for all of them. They're all police units. One police unit. You guys are on the border? Cool. Okay. You're a department. Okay, oh. hold on, hold on. What you're saying is consolidate them, not just cut them completely. Yeah, but you're going to cut the programs. You're going to end up saving. Okay, 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 fine. Well, what you but sound your, like you your clickbait article headline is what oh, you yeah. are. Yeah, I know. I that's, that what, that's all you are. I did that on purpose because we were setting this video up. I know, and I knew that's, that's why I said stop and explain because this is what you do every time it's it, it was she wants to abolish it completely she wants it done he is in line with her she's an ally yeah. fucking rusky. russia fucking <laughs> rusky no I, I i i understand what you're saying there but i mean some of those some of the like and like the TSA, some of it's stupid. TSA needs to go away. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're a joke. It does nothing. No, they don't do anything. If anyone was confused, ninety-five percent fail rate. All right, that's how that's how good they are at stopping. They things. do more sexual assault in the TSA than has ever been done in the Oval Office. And most of it's not even intentional. Mm. They just suck at their job. That's true. Yeah, I would say. But, but no. Not to mention the harm that they cause with their body scanners and all that shit. X-rays are not something that you need to have done all the time. Right. It's radiation. It's not good for you. Uh, also, though, I want to point out, she did correct this tweet. She What she was meaning to say was not one more dollar for DH. Not one dollar. Because she put that out after the fact. Now, what? She Okay, so it said not one dollar for DHS. Is what the tweet said. Mm -hmm. After that, more. she she put it. She pointed out that she, it, it was supposed to say not one more dollar because it was talking about the budget deal. I mean, if you want to give her the benefit of the doubt, I'll maybe. give her the benefit of the doubt on that. You I don't know. know if I want to. I mean, I, you can I don't. 100%. Go and retract anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I won't. 
I don't, I don't really trust her character. I don't, yeah, I was just going to say I don't trust I her. I mean, it was her it's like, oh, I'm catching it, a lot of flack for this. I better reward that. Oh, Ooh. no. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I could go either way. That's fine. But I'm not going to. It was her anniversary yesterday. It was. Her brother. <laughs> yeah, she married her brother to commit immigration fraud. Yup, and it was her anniversary yesterday, which was Tuesday, the twelfth. Yeah. For when you listen to this on Friday, because yeah, you guys was, are awesome. Yeah, it was the twelfth. Yeah. But yeah, no, stupid. Yeah, what a what a what a crazy woman. Yep. I don't like it. So. Good job, Minnesota. You bunch of dumb fucks. <laughs> All right. Tommy was excited for something this week. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have... Am I going to be disappointed that there's no video? No. Okay, he said you are going to be especially excited for this. You're going to have a hard-on that's going to poke through the table. Right. This is a thick table, by the way, everybody. (laughs) This is solid wood. This is a nice table. It's heavy. Okay. That's like a fucking $2,000 fucking dining room table. That's right. That I paid $100 for. This article is written... Who's it by? I'm not going to tell you. What? It's the best part, and that's why I'm not telling I you. I save it for the last. It's okay. It's I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. Here's our V3 for the, the week. The title is Europe. Please wake up. I'm excited because that means he. Ha- the, the fact that the Sasquatch is not just gleaming right now means he has not read this article. Ah, <sighs> This is great. Europe is sleepwalking into oblivion, and the people of Europe need to wake up before it is too late. If they don't, the European Union will go the way of the Soviet Union in 1991. Neither our leaders nor ordinary citizens seem to understand that we are experiencing a revolutionary moment. That the range of possibilities is very broad, and that the eventual outcome is thus highly uncertain. Most of us assume that the future will be more or less resemble the present, but this is not necessarily so. In a long, eventful life, I have witnessed many periods of what I like to call Radical disequilibrium. We are living in such a period today. The next inflection point will be the election of the European Parliament in May 2019. Unfortunately, anti-European forces will enjoy a competitive advantage in the balloting. There are several reasons for this, including the outdated party system that prevails in most of European countries, the practical impossibility of treaty change, and the lack of legal tools for disciplining member states that violate the principles on which the European Union was founded. The EU can impose the body of European Union law, but lacks sufficient capacity to enforce governments to comply. I'm going to pause from reading for a second. Yeah. Any ideas who wrote this? Soros? You know it! Where did you get this? I believe it's on his website, Project Syndicate. So this falls under the vaginal secretions of the oh, V3? for sure. Okay. okay. He is straight up saying the biggest problem right now is the fact that the right is taking over Europe and that the, the, that the European Union can't enforce governments to do what the European Union wants. Of course. He wants to, yeah, rob them <laughs> like he always has. Bastard. I, I, my, my my biggest problem with this V3 is the fact that it's really kind of hard to really rag on because it kind of does it itself. 
I mean, not that the other ones don't, but this one is just straight up propaganda. Yeah. No, no. It gets better. Oh, Professional God. propaganda. It's, it's from Soros himself. It's, it's from the man. The party system of individual states reflects the division that matters in the 19th and 20th centuries, such as conflicts between capital and labor. But the cleavage that matters most today is between pro- and anti-European forces. The antiquated party system hampers those who want to preserve the values on which the EU was founded, but helps those who want to replace those values with something radically different. That is a good thing. This is to true individual... This is true in individual countries and even more so in trans-European alliances. So, what we're saying here is get rid of the countries and stop letting the people vote for people. One world government. Oh, my God. And give me the European Union and make them in charge of everything. Who would have thought that's what he wanted? It's weird. It's crazy. The EU's dominant country is Germany, and the dominant political alliance in Germany between the Christian Democratic Union and the Bavaria-based Christian Social Union has been unsustainable, has become unsustainable. The alliance worked as long as there was no sufficient party in Bavaria to the right of the CSU. That changed with the right of the extremist AFD. In last September's elections, the CSU results was the worst over six decades, and the AFD entered the Bavarian parliament for the first time. The AFD's rise removed the ration and of the CDU and CSU. SU alliance, but that alliance cannot be broken up without triggering new elections that either Germany nor Europe can afford. As it is, the current ruling coalition cannot be robustly pro-European as it would be without the AFDs threatening its right flank. So, if we could get rid of this party that I don't like, the two parties that I do like can go back to running the world. Yep. That okay. sounds like that uh, would be Soros. Okay. Moving past a couple things that don't matter. They're, or they do, but they're not as good. So, the public is also becoming aware of the dire consequences of Brexit. The chances that May's deal will be rejected on February 14th are growing by the day. That could set in motion a groundswell of support for a referendum, or even better, for revoking Britain's Article 15 notification. So, oh, the British people voted to break away from the EU. Hopefully, we can make it so they don't. Even though that's what they want. You mean Soros doesn't understand that democracy pe people want individual liberty? Yeah, it's weird. Italy finds itself in a similar predicament. The EU made a fatal mistake in 2017 by strictly enforcing the Dublin Agreement, which unfairly burdened countries like Italy with migrants first where migrants first entered the EU. This drove Italy's predominantly pro-European and pro-immigration electorate into the arms of the anti-European League, League Party, the Five Star Movement in 2018. The previously dominant Democratic Party is in disarray. As a result, the significant portion of the electorate that remains pro-European has no party to vote for. This is, however, an attempt to underway an attempt underway to organize a united pro-European list, a similar reordering of party system is, is happening in France, Poland, Switzerland, and probably elsewhere. When it comes to trans-European alliances, the situation is even worse. National parties at least have some roots in the past, but the trans-European alliance are entirely dictated by party leaders' self-interest. The European People's Party 
is the worst offender. The EPP is almost entirely devoid of principles, as demonstrated by its willingness to permit the continued membership of Hungarian prime ministers in order to preserve its majority and control allocated of top jobs in the EU. Anti-European forces may look good in comparison. At least they have some principles, even if they don't, even if they are odious. Literally, this is just like a reading of like Hitler's like World War II battle registry. Things are getting worse, but we can fight back against the horrible Americans. I can't stand that they that this man is allowed to have any form of citizenship in this country. That does irritate me too. I mean, he should be in Gitmo, in my opinion. But yeah, so that is his basic. It's basically his war cry, saying this is our last chance, which is surprising to me. I thought this was like on on like multiple levels very relevant because one it's just ridiculous to read and try and take seriously was that me i believe so oh my bad come on dude this is stupid russian computer episode 42 i know turn your phone off my bad just play shit happens russian technology Uh, but seriously um (laughs) they have no silence in soviet russia (laughs) Phone silence is he's you. Amer- he's in American, Soviet Russia, phone phones silence is you. <laughs> but uh, uh, and it's like it's kind of it's kind of eye opening to realize that you know we we keep talking about the yellow vest protests mm-hmm. and how they keep moving and keep getting bigger and keep getting bigger and how Europe has actually taken itself back and it's like I want to believe that but I really hadn't had any proof to show that they were actually gaining ground protest is one thing yeah this is you know? now this is but this soros, soros is shitting his pants soros saying hey like, oh, we fuck. need to do something <laughs> yeah is proof that they're losing yeah i'm happy that the people of europe including you know britain the united kingdom are waking up it's in amazing. the early 90s this motherfucker manipulated their currency and crashed it i yeah. know and made billions. But it's like, look at look at where we are. Billions. Like, we're at a point right now to where if this thing ke- if this thing keeps going in Europe and we keep going in the way we're going, <laughs> we shouldn't have left Britain. <laughs> Britain's going to be more free than we are after this revolution is done by the time Europe's done. Hold your tongue, sir. I'm though. just I'm j- saying. Psh, stop. We can have our own. We don't need them. Mother, Simmer down now. Mother of last yeah, Let's not get crazy. I'm just saying. Simmer down now. I'm just saying they're going to be. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. Yeah. I, was <laughs> I did not see Outside that coming. Outside the box. I'm Outside glad box. you called who wrote that, though. Because we usually just go with, you know, the two main headliners. I know. Mm-hmm. I just I just happened to cross it, and I was like, oh, I, I could probably put that in comedy corner. I was like, and I started reading it, and I was it like, oh, this the... is way too good. It works. It this falls. This is way too good. Yeah. Yep. That's why it's, it's B three. Whoa! Vaginal secretion. You owe me a vodka cranberry. Ah! <laughs> That's how oh Jinx Lord. works now. I mean, I'm empty. I'm. I don't owe you shit. You're drinking Mine's my a- vodka and my cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's all the way at my house across the street. <laughs> no, my fucking problem. You're not wrong. Oh, and just a heads up for anybody who listened last week, and you all did because you're all awesome. 
I, that. I, I don't have my life straw to try drinking vodka through it this uh, this week. Like I said, Next, we it's literally do. less than 150 feet away. <laughs> it's so too lazy. I'd to have go to unlock my door. It's cold outside. Next don't week, let him, don't let him next slide, week, people. Don't let remind him slide. me. It's not too so. Cool. It's not I know it's not too cold to have your I, Snickers. I didn't hate <laughs> comments. Hate I, comments all over. Uh, I, I am gonna catch some shit from our buddy Cody. Cody, when you listen to this, I apologize because he did kick him in the nuts here in the last couple of days. He wanted he wanted to see what happened. So, Cody, sorry, man. Um, hopefully next week, no forgiveness, no mercy. You can kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Uh, All right. But, oh well. Now that we're we talked about vaginal secretions, those damn douches. What are they doing? Yeah. So I got uh, I got a few. Um, if you guys have more, go ahead and add. But we wanted to bring up, you know, we've brought up who was running from the Democratic Party and all that kind of stuff. Um, we just kind of wanted to bring up, some, you know, there's scandals going on. We've been kind of talking about them, but there's a couple newer ones and. Um, just want to throw a few out there. Um, Kamala Harris. This was a good one. This was, this is probably my favorite one from <laughs> this past week. Um, so she was on, she was on a radio show called, I think it's the breakfast club or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, she, <laughs> They were talking, and, and there is, a, I don't think he's a rapper, but there, there are some African-American gentlemen. She's trying, you know, she's getting in with them, trying to really fit in with these with these guys, because they have rappers and stuff like that on this show. The word you're looking for is pander. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she's also, no, I, yeah. I, I, I. But not as not pandering as much as Hillary Clinton did. I think, uh, I think it's up there. <laughs> but she, I carry she hot was, sauce in my yeah, purse. but she was white yeah, in true. doing that. That's, <laughs> that's you're, the you're difference. She's wrong. white. Um, yeah. So they're sitting there talking, and they asked if she ever. Um, they asked what you listen to. What kind of music mm-hmm. do you listen to? Well, what the other guys said, you know, because she had mentioned that she smoked in college, which mm-hmm. is funny because she was very very against the legalization of marijuana and very uh and still pro is. prosecution yeah oh yes um because she was a prosecutor yes. correct yeah she was a prosecutor um so she, yeah but but oh back in college when she was getting her fucking degree to be a prosecutor smoking pot she said you know and and uh so they they, they asked what kind of music do you, you like to listen to and the other guy was like hey what'd you listen to while you were high well, apparently, how high was she? She was so fucking high that she listened to people way before they even made albums. She said she listened to Tupac. She said she was always oh, a long time ago. It's like, what? Like, was it Snoop? And she's like, oh yeah, definitely Snoop and and Tupac for sure. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, she graduated. I think it was eighty eight, eighty nine. Uh, Tupac's first album. Um, did not release until uh, 91. Uh, Snoop Dogg's was not until 93, uh, although he was on Dr. Dre's album in 92. Ah, um, ah good to but know. But, no, she know. was already out of college. She didn't listen to these people. She was just so high. She listened to him way before anybody else did. <laughs> so she had some good weed. Fun add-on to the Kamala Harris mm-hmm. deal is... 
she's being destroyed by the left right now because of her prosecutor role. She's an arc. Hmm. And uh, because she supported legislation to detain and inform ICE of underage illegal immigrants who had committed a felony. Hmm. So it's like all... a left eating the left. It's yeah. kind of fun. It's kind of fun. God, I love that. That is my favorite. Also, didn't she uh, support, or she was against um, letting people out of prison as well, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kept them in prison. Yeah. Kept them in prison for cheap labor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because the, the the fire season was bad. Yeah. Those yeah. motherfuckers making like $2 a day go fight forest fires and shit. Right. <laughs> when the life. actual people who fight forest fires outside of prison make a decent living. And you know what? I totally agree with that. A prisoner should definitely do that, but you shouldn't keep them there longer so that they can work <laughs> for fucking shit wages. That's garbage, man. Oh, and then we have our good buddy Cory Booker. Spartacus. Spartacus. Uh, New Jersey Democrat. Senator Cory Booker is not only a potential 2020 presidential candidate, he's a vegan who says the world cannot sustain people eating meat. No wonder he's such a bitch. He's a vegan. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Booker told the February issue of (laughs) Veg News (laughs) that he became a vegetarian. Wait wait a minute. Did you say veg or veg? Veg. Veg. Veg, Like vegetarian. Veg News. Apparently that's a fucking thing. That he became a. Wait for it. I have a shirt idea. <laughs> Save it. Not on there. Save it. Damn it. Save it. Pause. Cock damn it. That he became a vegetarian in 92, when after a few days of trying the new lifestyle, he's like, oh my gosh, I will never go back to eating meat. He made the decision to go vegan in 2014. The uh, potential candidate is also a fan of New York Democrat rep. Alexandria Casio Cortez's Green New Deal, which would like to eliminate farting cows from the American landscape. He compared the widely lampooned and sweeping environmental plan to winning World War II. The tragic reality is this planet simply can't sustain billions of people consuming industrially produced animal agricultural because of environmental impact. It's just not possible. As China, as Africa moved toward consuming meat, the same way American does, because we just don't have enough land. Hmm. Huh. Enough yeah. land? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he thinks they're just all factory farms and we just don't have enough land to cover that. But there's a lot of other animals that we eat other than just cows and pigs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's deer and elk. Mm. And, I mean, there's a lot of fucking land in America. Yep. yep. There's plenty of meat. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love meat. Y'all love meat. Um, Cory Booker loves meat too. <laughs> just the cockiest variety. Oh, Cory Booker. Does that count as a jinx? Because you said the penis variety and I said cock meat at the exact same time. Mm, you still owe me a vodka cranberry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm drinking one too. I just piss in the glass. Well, <laughs> well. We got Pocahontas as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. There was a little clip of her. and one her... one twenty four. <laughs> one one thousand and twenty fourth. One one thousand and twenty fourth. There was a little clip of her when she was announcing that she was, uh, it was when she was announcing that she was running. I believe so. Um, 
she, you know, when I first saw the video, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about, you know, whose kid it was or whatever, but there's a video of her and she wants to take, you know, some snapshots or whatever, and she grabs this kid by the arm and pulls him over, and I'm thinking, you know, she's not grabbing him and pulling me because you guys told me about it. Mm. I didn't see it, so I looked it up. And she does pull him over for those pictures, you know, and it's like, well, she didn't pull him that hard. It was a little rough, but it wasn't that big of a deal, you know, coming as a parent. But it's like, this is somebody, <laughs> this is Elsa's some kid. random dude's kid. <laughs> and then you <laughs> see the dude? Just, yeah, he's just kind of like, like, oh, and, okay. But, but then he just laughed, and it's just like, you're stupid. But apparently that whole thing was so boring that there was actually people leaving the stage early <laughs> i watched a video there was uh oh, there was great. a couple that kind of like looked at each other they were talking for a second and they just walked down the stairs <laughs> so apparently it sucked that bad but yeah she That's yanked good. him pretty hard and i'm telling you what if i was there even if i was a fan of her and i was there on stage with her when she was saying that she's running for president if she grabbed my child i'd knock her out yeah plain sure. and simple because it wasn't that hard but it was rough yeah uh but if it's yeah, some random person's child that's pretty shitty. Um, and she got caught with the whole application oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, not, yeah, not the, to mention the, the she's... Obvious is, yeah, and she complained about the rich and this and that, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, she has all this money, and where'd she get that? By saying she's a fucking Indian. Um, Beto. Beta? Beta? Yeah, yeah Beta's a bitch. <laughs> um, he is not running as like, of right now it's only because only 300 people came to this fucking round <laughs> tens of people tens of people <laughs> tens, i have been dying laughing since monday when i saw that tweet and it said tens of people showed up for the rally um <laughs> it, basically it was an anti-trump rally um in texas where trump basically trolled him on video behind his head the God. entire time that was hilarious. it was so good so during this rally of this anti-trump rally um, there's a lot of Mexican flags. I was seeing a lot of pictures at yeah, the, Beto's. The music at the rally was in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, this was mariachi stuff. So Beto O'Rourke, um, he had his he had his anti-Trump rally and everything. There was a lot of people there, just selling buttons and T-shirts and signs Dildos. for Beto 2020. And, and they're just never, making money. You know, it's yeah. their money. They're making it privately because he's not. They're not running a campaign. There is no campaign. He hasn't run yet. I mean, there's still time. He's failed already. You know, so he doesn't have a. He's he's ready to move up. Um, <laughs> Only one way to go, buddy. That's right. So organizers claim that there were. Uh, but yeah, he he had what like nine. Uh, there was only yeah, there was only a few hundred people there, whatever. And organizers claim that there was seven thousand attendants, but estimates from photos and videos don't seem to back that up. President Trump mocked O'Rourke's attempt to counter his rally. Trump estimated two to three hundred people were at the counter rally. The president said thirty-five thousand attended his event. And when it came to Brad Parscale, I want to say on Twitter, Parscale. it was his camp Parscale, uh, his campaign Trump's campaign manager. Uh, saying that Trump had 8,000 inside and tens of thousands outside. He said in a tweet, it looks like Beto only had 900 people at his march, tiny. At real Donald Trump has over 35,000 in attendance, 8,000 inside and 10, 000, tens of thousands outside, stretching into the surrounding streets, 70,000 plus 
RSVPs. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. That that's a decent amount of people. <laughs> yep. But yep, so that was uh just kind of funny. Uh if there's any others you can guys can think of. Go no, ahead and throw we'll, just, we'll probably just keep we'll keep you updated because the there's so many of them. Oh, there's going to be an update. We've on talked about the damn yeah. 2020 yeah. circus every week. There's up in, 40 of them running, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, and you know what? That's going to hurt them. 20,000 going to be at the end. It's, every every Democratic senator is going to run by the time it's over. Yeah, but you know the way that it looks, we're going to have to have an update every week, yeah. uh, just because not only is there new people running constantly, but there's more and more scandals yeah you know so well, actually we're, we're definitely gonna keep you updated actually i heard this week that they're somebody's trying to keep biden from running they keep telling him he's too old and whatever he's gonna run yeah there nobody what else does he have to do yeah but i would pay on pay-per-view to watch Donald Trump and Joe Biden get into a boxing match. Or just a fist fight. That'd be fun. Donald I just, Trump would win. I don't care. It'd be fun to watch. Oh, I did forget to mention, though. That's true. As uh, at Beto's rally, you know, he's very anti-Trump, anti-border wall. <laughs> you know what he had surrounding yeah. the entire property? Fences. Fences. Oh, man. But I, I honestly, with the numbers he had, it was probably to keep people in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That was that was probably what it was. <laughs> so what's going on in Illinois? Oh, funny you should ask. Um, there is a lawmaker here in the state of Illinois, downstate, obviously, that filed a bill to make Chicago the 51st state. Um, Brad Halbrook from Shellyville, he filed it on February 7th. Nice. Has two co-sponsors, Representative Chris Miller of Robinson and Darren Bailey of Louisville. The bill has not been assigned to a committee yet. The bill is a House resolution, meaning it does not need approval from the Senate or the governor. It's basically just to make sure, or it's to try and get the U.S., Congress to take action on it. Mm -hmm. We have a a little bit of a news story from one of our local affiliates here. Not our affiliates, but one of our local channels here in central Illinois. A state representative is proposing Chicago be its own state, separate from Illinois. We first brought you this story over the weekend, and now WAND's Ashanti Ford spoke with the rep and breaks down what it would mean for us. So why is Chicago special? I guess I can kind of see where they're coming from. If I was to choose a state uh, city to be a state first, I'll probably choose St. Louis. Mixed reviews from Decatur residents who said they were overall unsure what the separation of Chicago from Illinois would mean for them. So I asked the guy who's pushing for the change. Yeah, I'm Brad Halbrook, uh, state representative in the 102nd district. And he gave me a laundry list of reasons that other Illinoisans would benefit from Chicago being its own state. We don't share some of the legislation, those those basic ideas. We don't share those values here. Like the gun dealer licensing bill signed by Governor Pritzker, which requires state licensing of all firearms. 
the gun dealers in the rest of the state of Illinois really don't have an issue that is highlighted as a result of the needing to do that bill. If that's a problem in Chicago, then let them sort that out. And but, like most things, money is also a factor. Many may think Chicago gets more public funding than the rest of the state. There's a growing sentiment that we send a lot of money to Chicago or the northeastern corner of the state. Uh, folks in that neighborhood would say that they subsidize us. However, a recent Paul Simon Public Policy Institute study shows that Chicago only gets 80 cents back for every dollar it sends to Springfield. Now Hallbrook's proposal would only urge Congress to act and make Chicago its own state. There's no actual sign it would do so. But still, Hallbrook says he plans to push this for what he calls what would be the better good of the entire state of Illinois. Yeah, um, good stuff. Um, it's not the first time a proposal has been made to turn a portion of Illinois into another state. The city of Chicago passed a resolution in 1925 to form the state of Chicago. Western Illinoisans declared their region as the, quote, Republic of Forgottenania in the 1970s. Hmm. And in 1981, Senator State Senator Howard Carroll passed a Cook County state split bill through both chambers of the state. I like that one. Was you saying this is seventies? Forgotten. Forgotten. For, no, it's not. Forgot Tanya. Forgot Tanya. Huh? Yeah, it's forgotten. Forgotten. I a. What the fuck do you want to pronounce it? Forgotten. Nia. Forgotten. Yeah. Forgotten. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. So we'll and, we'll fucking see what happens here, but yeah. yeah at least anywhere, we but... have some people in Springfield that. Are wanting not, to do yeah, or not something good. stupid. Just like we showed last week, you know, there is a couple out there who want to fight the gun deals and everything else. So. Well, I think it's the ones that are, you know, not part of the machine. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Well, good deal. Yeah. Like always, we'll keep you updated. I figured I wanted to share something at least halfway positive this yeah. week. It's been negative, and it's just going to continue to be negative because. All I want to say is if they could drop it down towards Kankakee as well. That'd be kind of cool. Sorry, sorry, Rose, you're going to have to move down here towards us. Uh, no Depends way. on where they split it. It's Cook County, man. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. 80. Yeah. Oh. All right, folks. <clears throat> you guys have probably, if you pay any attention to the news in the last couple weeks, Heard all about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. Gross. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to at least talk about it. Mm-hmm. Cow farts. Cow farts, you know. <laughs> they don't want us to have airplane travel. It's It's stupid. No cars. No cars. No fossil fuels. Rebuild no, all the buildings. No nothing. Can't breathe. Nope. Can't do it. Um, campus reform. You guys heard of campus reform? Mm-hmm. They did a, a man on the street type thing. I'm going <laughs> to play, play it for you. And we'll see what these uh, college kids at the University of Miami think of the uh, Green New Deal. I'm Kevin Phillips with Campus Reform. Today we're at the University of Miami talking to students about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. It sounds nice, it's ambitious, but will students support it when they find out what's actually in it? Let's talk to them and find out. 
The number one trending thing on social media yesterday was her Green New Deal. It's a plan to combat climate change. It was already endorsed by multiple Democrat frontrunners for president in 2020. Yeah. Based on what you've heard of the plan, would you say you view it favorably or unfavorably? I view it favorably. I think that we need to cut our reliance on fossil fuels. It's definitely a great idea. I like that it's uh, progressive. I like that it is going to push the world forward in the way we need to be. I would say it's a favorable act. Just from like knowing like who's endorsed it and just like some like little things, it sounds great. I think it'd be great for us. I think if we didn't do that, then we're going to be killing ourselves basically. Got it. So we need to take care of ourselves. I think it's very important to, to support that. Anything that would reduce our dependence on fossil fuels is really important. I definitely support this movement. Some of the things in the plan I want to get your opinion on. So the plan says within 10 years we're going to completely outlaw coal, natural gas, and oil. So gasoline, anything like that in 10 years. Mm, I, don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think we need those things to live. But I do not think it is feasible in 10 years. I don't think that that would be something that would be able to be done in such a short amount of time. I think 10 years is a little extreme because I feel like there's such a big uh, global market and economic impact of oil businesses, albeit it might not be good for the environment, but there's you can't deny there's a big economic impact to these companies. What's your thought on that? Sounds like a reach, honestly. <laughs> Do you think that's feasible? No. If you're unwilling to work, we will still supply help for your salary and help no. for a living wage. No, absolutely not. If you're not willing to contribute to society, then I don't think that the people who are contributing should pay for you. Mm. So I, I disagree with that. I feel like it kind of sends the poor message of, you know, you can just get away with not doing anything and, you know, getting money. It's kind of stupid. I don't like that personally. Unwilling isn't the best way to go about things. Like, I don't want to go to college, but I have to get a job, so. Everyone needs to contribute. Wrong. That's the only way society works. Um, I don't know about that one. I think that if you're unwilling, that I don't know if you should receive money for that if you didn't want to go to class if you were unwilling to go to class should I still give you a good grade no <laughs> um, um yeah like people definitely need a job and need to work eliminating almost all air travel with high-speed rails what's your thought on that uh I feel like it's kind of the same one it's like I feel like 10 years is a little extreme for that I don't think it should be eliminated altogether uh I think it's definitely like it can be an option I think we should the more options we have the better I think that's drastic I haven't heard of that one yet I can't see that happening either, honestly. We've gone, come so far to get to this point where we are right now with using these resources, and to say, oh, we have to get rid of it in 10 years seems a little too much to me. Who's gonna pay for all of it? Who's gonna offset the trillions of dollar right. cost that it would be? Right, I don't know. Okay. Nobody knows. Okay. Like, it's kinda like, who's really gonna pay? I don't, like. Based on what you've heard from these, does it change your perception of the plan at all? Yeah. A lot. Sometimes you need to take extreme measures to save the environment, but I don't think that is like, I think it's a bit too extreme. Um, it doesn't sound like something I would be behind. I don't agree with us having to, you know, take away uh, flying in the air. I don't agree with, you know, taking away coal and things like that. And I don't agree with everyone getting money for doing What? You mean when they're given the facts, they don't agree? Yep. Huh. Wild. It's like, yeah, I really like this plan. So that one chick who said it really annoying, I think she might be related to Ocasio. Cor Cortez, right? <laughs> she looks now like that her. I she she look sees like her, she, she she looks like her, she acts like her. Yeah. The facial expressions, everything. It's got to be at least a cousin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and it's crazy. I kind of want to do that.
some point. I wish it wasn't so damn cold. <laughs> Walk so around, cold. talk to people. I don't know where the hell they are. Miami. Oh, Miami. Oh, okay. It's Coral Gables. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a little nice. warmer than nice. uh, here in yeah. Illinois. I'll go down there and do it. Don't worry. Let's go. Workers American Tour. Yeah, I'm down. This whole, this, these fucking leftists and their carbon taxes and their horse shit. You know, I have a little figure here that mm, I looked nice. up. Um, according to the 2017 BP Statistical Review of World Energy, since 2005, annual U.S. carbon dioxide emissions have declined by 758 million metric tons. That is by far the largest decline of any single country in the world over that time span and is nearly as large as the 770 million metric ton decline for the entire European Union in that time span. So we're leading the world in decreasing things. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because we're motherfucking America. Yeah. And we're using mm-hmm. more natural gas now, which has less of a greenhouse mm-hmm. type thing. And they have apparently now the that carbon collection system that they like. They're basically just factories yeah. that collect the, collect it and just put it back into the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're not even doing that yet. They just like started doing it. It's like these are things. These are things that will help. And all these fucking figures from the the. The climate scientists right. and whatever, like what they're proposing, isn't going to fucking do anything. It's going to cost us an exorbitant amount of money and, and not fix shit. It's not going to have any kind of impact. Like right. it's going to, the cost is going to outweigh the benefit. We need to be doing some things to clean things up a little bit, but not these drastic fucking crazy stuff. This is draconian government control is what they're yes. after. It's always. Al Gore wants you to pay him carbon taxes when he's one of the biggest fucking users of carbon and whatever. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio flying halfway across the world to give a fucking lecture on climate change and whatever. You know, fuck off. Don't lecture me when you're fucking more of a culprit than I am. I have fucking a tiny ass house. You have how many fucking houses, Al Gore? Mm-hmm. How many cars? Private yeah. jets? This, that, the other thing? Piss off. I'd have a 2002 Chevy Blazer. Fuck off. I don't know. So, AOC was on MSNBC last week. I have a little bit of that if you guys want to hear it. I do. Unless you have more to say on this Green New Deal. The cow farts is funny. I mean, I think everybody's heard all the Factory farming kind of sucks. Yeah. It's really bad for the animals, but, you know, I don't fucking know. It's not the only method. I mean, we live in a very rural area. There are all sorts of yeah. cattle farms and hog farms and whatnot in yeah. the area. And then you look at places that actually, you know, like in Montana and stuff that actually have the acreage and everything to pull off. Ranchers. It's not, yeah, they're ranches. They're not like, we have a lot of fields. We have, a, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of big land here, but in a lot of open land, but it's a lot of fields here. It's corn country. And um, what people don't understand is factory farms are starting to get like government regulation as well. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, the ones you see from PETA and stuff like that. Those are they're old videos. Yeah, or they're not old even videos. In this country. Or yeah. Or 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 very 
or yeah, they're probably already shut down and everything else. But yeah, it's it's bullshit. It's PETA doing what they do. Yeah, nowadays it's very it's very watched. You know, those humongous farms are. Yeah. It's not ideal, but no, fuck no. The animals are taken care of. We also have a fuck ton of people to feed. I mean, less and less with the vegans, but. I just, oh man, I, I just want to tell you my shirt idea, but I'll wait. <laughs> anyway, uh, AOC was on with Chuck Todd from Face the Nation. It wasn't Face the Nation, but it was on MSNBC. Face the Nation's on Sunday, I think. How this guy is a fucking job, I don't know. He's retarded. Um, and he was basically licking her butthole the entire interview. Mm. Um well, I'll play it for you. Not the whole thing, just bits and pieces, because it's funny. For your listening pleasure. Well, I think it's both. I don't think that uh, young people and that the energy around climate change, the energy around social justice, the energy around economic justice is just a young people thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also believe that, like all big movement moments in American history, young people are, are, are putting the... Well, I think it's both. I don't think that uh, young people and that the energy around climate change, the energy around social justice, the energy around economic justice is just a young people thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also believe that, like all big movement moments in American history, young people are, are, are putting the gas in the tank to really accelerate our, our timelines on reaching our goals. This is a big part of when you actually break down our strategy on the Green New Deal, um, even when you go all the way back to to our requests in, in the fall, mm-hmm. we were talking about the need to draft or come up with a blueprint by 2020, because what this really is, is an organizing plan. It's so that by 2020, we can get all of those chess pieces in order. We can get a majority in the House. We can get a majority in the Senate. We can capture the presidency, and we can get things done in that time. The thing that we can control is starting our organizing and being as as aggressive as possible now so we can maximize our majority. What do you think the best case is to conservative voters, Mm -hmm. you know, in more rural areas, Mm -hmm. to... To, to say, okay, this is something we got to tackle now, mm-hmm. even though they see what's happened in France and it seems like it impacts the middle to lower middle class mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. All of these ideas, taxing carbon, mm-hmm. that it just trickles down to the working class. Well, the reason it's trickled down to the working class in France is because we've allowed corporations to take over who bears the burden of carbon, carbon taxes and, and other taxes. And that's why when we work as a progressive movement here, it needs to be led by everyday people, it needs to be led by workers, it needs to be led by frontline communities, because if we don't do that, that is what happens. And by the way, when you look at who's actually responsible for the majority of of carbon emissions, it is the top 10 corporations, multinational corporations in the world are responsible for an enormous amount of our carbon output. So it should not be uh, middle class Americans, and it should not be every 
everyday people that bear that burden. And it should not be a gas tax at the pump. It should be really the corporations that are responsible for, for soiling our, um, for rather for polluting our, our water and our air. Little party politics question I gotta ask you. You're not, you rolled this out today with Senator Markey as your Senate partner on this. Speaker Pelosi announced the Select Committee on Climate Change. Yeah. You weren't on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you said you were invited to be on it and you didn't. Yeah. Why don't you want to be on it? I mean, I do want to be on it, okay. but, um, but I... <laughs> so then why aren't you on it? So I, I'm sorry. It makes a lot of sense to me to put does. you on it. No, why aren't no, you on absolutely. It? So I think a lot of it, frankly, is, is timing and logistics. So we announced our committee assignments. Mm -hmm. um, I did not know if I was going to be asked or selected for the select committee at that time. So I wanted to maximize my, my standing committee assignments. So I think we're 100% bought in on addressing climate. For us on the Green New Deal specifically, what I introduced today was a resolution, not a bill. A resolution just has to pass the House, and the substance of our resolution is not a plan, it's, a, it's the scope of the plan. Right. And so I think in terms of the scope of the plan, uh, I, think, I think we're going to get there. We, have, we launched with over 60 co-sponsors in the House. That is pretty crazy. Uh, the president spent a lot of time on the, using the S-word, mm, oh, socialism yeah. and socialist. Um, it was a not-too-subtle, um, I don't know whether it's a dig or a enhancement. I'll, I'll let you decide. I was flattered. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, you have said you are a democratic socialist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, can you be a democratic socialist and a capitalist? Well, I think it depends on your interpretation. So there are some democratic socialists that would say absolutely not. There are other people that are democratic socialists that would say, I think it's possible. What are you? I think it's possible. Okay. I have some things. Socialism. That is pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Socialism, a political or economic theory of social organization that advocates for the state-run or state-controlled production, distribution, and exchange. Capitalism, an economic political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. So, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be a socialist and a capitalist at the same time. They do not compute. It is comparing apples to baloney. Kind of like Sharia law in the U.S. Constitution? Yes. Okay. Ugh, that woman. <laughs> Dumb. It's like she says just enough. What did you? All right, all right, all right, orphans. If you don't follow us on the social medias, the Twitter, the Facebook, we did not make this meme, but we posted it. It is the cover of Dumb and Dumber <laughs> with Ocasio Cortez, and is it is it Pelosi? It's Pelosi, right? Oh yeah. my God, it fits so it well. It was really funny. She's Jim it's Carrey. You can find it on our Twitter still, obviously, if you go to us oh at, at OAD underscore studios. Um, we don't post as much on Facebook, but we have been more active. So yeah. if you go to Orphans American Dream uh, or Orphans American Dream on Facebook, you can find it there pretty easily. You know, that, that needs to go on Instagram. 
Because that's fucking funny. That's something I haven't posted on in... Well, you should. You should post that picture because it's hilarious. I couldn't tell you the last time I posted on there. Man, you know. Oh, her she I I don't know, man. I know. She's so dumb. That's an understatement. It's a it, this is is this this is we're laying the groundwork for 2020. We're trying to get the chess pieces in place so we can actually do this and we can get things done by 2030. Because the world's going to end. This is our World War Two. Not 2030. 2026? 2028? Oh, I don't fucking care. It oh, doesn't no, matter. It Al Gore said we were going to be underwater by now. We're not? No. Oh, okay. I thought he was right. I have a book he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> we gave it to you for Christmas. <laughs> it's in my computer bag. Uh... But no, just ridiculous. There's not even a whole lot we can even really say about. No. I mean, you guys know the facts. You know what they wanted to do and what their plans are. You know how ridiculous it is. It um, is the next step in trying to completely centralize the government and completely take as much control away from you as possible. It is everything all the crazy conspiracy theorists have been saying for the last two decades. And now they're just being honest about it. That's what it is. Trump mm-hmm. has that effect, doesn't he? He really does. Well, that's all we got for you this week, boys and girls. Go to orphansoftheamericandream.com. You can, you can link up to our social media from there. It's OAD underscore studios. OAD underscore studios on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. It's just Orphans of the American Dream. Um, want you guys to, uh, if you listen to us on an app, rate us, leave us a comment, recommendation, whatever. If you don't like us, I don't care. Leave a comment. Give us some stars. It don't matter. Um, share the links. Tell people, tell people about us if you like us. Um, like I said, we want you to love each other, take care of each other, check on your neighbors. Um, go to the website orphansoftheamericandream.com buy a shirt buy a mug peace bitches cow farts and Snickers Now, 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 now